Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Warning. 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 This episode is centered around male ejaculation and every now and again we get into some graphic details. Sorry about that, but you know, like I just thought like I should kind of warn you in case this stuff makes you queasy, but it's totally a natural human function. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town, but I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Oh, hello, gorgeous. Thanks for tuning in to episode 19. I hope that warning in the beginning didn't scare you too much. It's not that bad. It's just a little funny and awkward and sometimes gross, but it's fun. Before I get started, I guess I'll do my little spiel. I'm Molly Hawkey. I'm a writer, actor, comedian. Whoa, that was a different order of those three words. Um, I'm also a podcaster. I'm still 40 years old. I'm still single. I'm still babyless. I'm still looking for a donor and trying to figure out my shit. Want a fun update? Well, I just made the most delicious smoothie in my new birthday Vitamix. Holy frijoles, guys. Two pears, half a banana, one Valencia orange, a whole bunch of spinach, and parsley. Then I threw in some frozen figs, some ice, and voila. D-fucking-licious. What else? Business is okay, acting's okay, improv's fun, I'm making some headway on a creative project. Um, oh, yesterday I was writing on my front porch and I saw this teenage girl beat the shit out of her boyfriend in the street. It was crazy. They were both really drunk. She stormed off. Then, like, he was, like, so walloped and crying that I invited him over. (laughs) I felt really bad for him. All of my neighbors were drunk, all these teenagers. And um, he was abused. He was abused and, and, and it fucking sucked. So th- and this girl was big and his face and his neck were all swollen and red so I gave him ice. And long story short, we got him a ride home but I ended up waiting there with him for his ride to come. Everything was totally fine. And then he hugged me and he fucking fondled my ass like so much. I grabbed his hand and I looked him in the face and I go, no. And then he disappeared and that was it. But I feel like, ugh, he like acted like it was an accident. But I was trying to do something good. And they were all so appreciative. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful scenario. I'd never even met my neighbors before. And now I was taking care of them. I felt like the perfect codependent mother. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kid. God, he really fucking blew a great moment. Anyway, back to normal things in my life. I think I'm making some progress with my anxiety. If you were to put it on a scale of like one to 10 for the last month, it's kind of been at like a three or a four, you know, since I started the Lexapro. But uh, for the last few days, I've been at about a two and that's fun. You know, I still feel a little sleepy and I've had a bunch of headaches for the last four days, but I think that might be allergies because I live under a tree that I'm allergic to. Also, I loved talking to Maria and Amanda last week. I think that was really helpful. And they helped me realize that I'm never going to be sure about anything and there are never going to be any guarantees. And that thing that Amanda said, you know, about choosing the bigger life. Well, for me, that bigger life is having a child. And every dream that I've ever had has always included children. I just always thought that they would be there. So that's the bigger life that I want. And I definitely know that. 
Also, my therapist said something simple that kind of stuck with me this week. When I was describing all of my many, many, many fears of motherhood to her and the potential things that could happen to my unborn child, she said, it sounds like I'm reading the side effects on the back of a Tylenol bottle. And even though I've got this blazing 105.6 degree fever, I'm deciding not to take the Tylenol just in case one of those side effects happens. That kind of rung true to me, right? I like it. Okay, so should we start this funny and weird episode? Yes, we should. Oh, fuck, wait, before we do, have you subscribed, rated, and reviewed Spermcast yet? My mom and I are so confused because we both used to have the ability to rate and review on our iPhones in the Apple Podcast app, but we can't figure it out anymore. We have to go to iTunes on our computers, and we're, I don't know, we're both old, okay? Does somebody out there know what we're doing wrong, or does everybody have to go to iTunes on their computers in order to rate, review, and subscribe? Let me know. Email me. You know my email address, spermcast.gmail.com. Okay, now for the episode. Remember Track Fertility, that company that sent me the free home male fertility test? Well, I convinced two of my friends to use it. One shall remain anonymous. Let's call him Bob. And the other is Mr. Zach Huddleston. You remember him from episode 14, that sweet fella who said if I wanted his sperm, of course he would give it to me. But he thinks everyone else's sperm is probably far superior. To get us started, we're going to talk to Greg Summers. He is one of the co-founders of Track Fertility. So how's it going, Greg? Great. Thanks for talking to me. No, my pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. How are you involved with the company? What's your story? So I helped start this company about six years ago. My background's kind of more out of engineering, science. I was a, I was actually a research scientist at a national lab. Out of that came a pretty cool technology that one of my co-founders and I, you know, worked on at the labs that we thought had a lot of commercial potential. So we we left those jobs uh, in 2012, started this company, and started building sperm counters. And you might say, why did you start building sperm counters? Two reasons. From a technology standpoint, it was one of the more straightforward things that we knew we could build. We could build a way for men to accurately measure their sperm count at home, but then kind of looked into, well, is there any sort of market for that sort of thing? And it didn't take long to realize, you know, there's, there's a huge market need for this, that fertility is becoming a a big problem. It's a huge industry, but nearly everything in a space focuses on women, despite men being responsible for half the cases of infertility and, yeah. you know, not getting into the process. We found a stat early on that said, on average, men don't get tested until a couple's 18 months into, you know, unsuccessfully being able to get pregnant. And that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to build a solution that could get him engaged much earlier in the process to say, hey, you know, infertility and low sperm counts are pretty common, but there's a lot that you can do about it. So if you yeah. you have a way to measure it and and then kind of track it over time as you take some steps to improve, we think that that can have a really positive benefit for couples trying to get pregnant. Brilliant. So here was the plan. Zach would be first. He was going to come over. We were going to read the instructions together. Then he would take the male home fertility test. I mean, he would take it out of the house. He would take it to his house, do the deed come back and report back to me and tell me what he got. Well, we opened up the manual and the first thing I read was, it's recommended to go two to seven days without ejaculating before collecting a sample. At less than two days, sperm concentration may be low. At more than seven days, sperm concentration may be high and full of dead cells. So, um, well, basically, Zach had to leave without the kit because he needed a couple more days. So I called up Anonymous Bob and asked him when the last time he ejaculated was. He said he'd need about mm, 24 hours before he could give me a sample and that it'd be hard to wait, but he could manage. So the next day, I packed up the kit in an inconspicuous Trader Joe's shopping bag and I brought it over to Bob's. We went over some of the instructions together. Step one, ejaculate. Then catch said ejaculate in provided volume cup. Have it ready. Your most potent sperm is in the first few drops. Interesting. Step two, swirl the semen around for 15 seconds. Step three, wait 30 minutes to two hours for the sample to liquefy at room temperature. Step four, read the volume. A good sample will be above 1.5 milliliters. Below that, you may be at risk of infertility and or urological conditions and should consult a physician. 
Step five, swirl the semen around for 15 more seconds. Step six, and also guys, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Don't follow my instructions, okay? Because <laughs> there are other smaller instructions in here that I'm not reading. Take the little pipette and stick it into the jizz. Squeeze the top bulb like a turkey baster and suck out a tube length full of you know what. And then you take out the little prop which looks like a propeller on an airplane. It's got a little hole in the center. You squeeze all of the jizz into that little hole. And now we're on step 10, by the way. Wow, I'm really going off the rails now. You squeeze it all into the little prop, into the center piece. Then you put that whole prop onto the centrifuge, which is ready to go. You close the cap of the centrifuge, and it spins on its own for six minutes. So the thing spins for about six minutes, and what it's doing is it's packing those sperm cells into a little channel that's on the outer edge of the cartridge Um, and it's all based on density so sperm cells are a very dense cell they actually they're the densest cell in a man's body so they they really pack a punch and then you read the results so then i could tell that bob really wanted to get to it i mean he was raring to go so i went home let me tell you a little bit about bob he's 39 years old he's in great shape he eats well he exercises but he's a consistent cigarette smoker and a weed smoker and a drinker. He said he was open to doing this test because he wanted to know where he was, even with all of his vices. Okay, so an hour and a half later, I got a text. I went back over and we talked. I bet you're hoping that I have something recorded of our conversation, but no, I wasn't thinking ahead, you guys. I didn't know this was gonna be an episode. I was just having fun. First of all, he was very, very excited about his volume, okay? Four milliliters. Remember the low threshold of 1.5? So yeah, he did a good job on the milliliters. So we know about his volume, but what about his sperm count? Okay, well, let's talk about what is a good sperm count and what is not. So an optimal sperm count would be 55 million sperm per milliliter. This is linked to faster time to pregnancy. A moderate sperm count would be between 15 and 55 million per milliliter. And low sperm count would be 15 million per milliliter or below. Men with sperm concentrations 15 million per milliliter or below may be at risk for infertility and should consult a physician. When your results come up, they show up as a little white line. Bob was thoughtful enough to take a picture of his results, and he showed me the little white line. It was between 25 and 30 million per milliliter. Not too shabby. I think Bob was pretty relieved at his results, but I'm kicking myself because I didn't really ask him about his experience before, during, or after the test, and I should have. So I texted him, and what he texted me back was that he was a little bit nervous. Um, He feels totally normal, but he worried that all the years of partying may have taken a toll on his little guys. He's also never had a pregnancy scare, so kind of wondered if he was shooting blanks. And he was relieved that his results were pretty average, knowing he's got at least enough to impregnate someone, but also knowing that You know, he doesn't really know anything about the quality of the sperm. And that's true. TRAC isn't a comprehensive semen analysis. It only tests your volume and sperm count, not your motility, morphology, or capacitation. Motility is how your sperm moves. Morphology is the size and shape. And capacitation is the ability to penetrate and fertilize the eggs. But sperm count is the parameter that A is most closely correlated to time to conception in the clinical research, and B, it's the, the parameter that you can influence the most through these health and lifestyle changes that we're talking about. Ah, long story short, it's a great early screening test that you can do in the comfort of your own home, and if you have any red flags, you can go to a urologist that specializes in male fertility. Here's what else Bob said. He said those numbers didn't really make him think about quitting or cutting back on any of his vices any more than he already had been, but he says he has been listening to the podcast, binging in fact, he used the word binging, and he says it's been making him think about how long he wants to wait to have kids or if he's going to. So I think that's kind of fun. Also sorry, I guess, for making you think about this kind of stuff. Moving on, now that I had the kit back from Bob, and he had thoroughly sanitized it, by the way. Not that it needed it. The stuff doesn't fly around or anything like that. But anyway, now that I had the kit back, I brought it over to Zach's house. At this point, I still didn't realize this was going to be a whole episode, so I just whipped out my phone and I pressed record. We started talking about whether or not this was awkward and if he cared if he was anonymous or not. There's body fluids involved. I don't know yet. I mean, you don't seem to care, which I think is cool. Yeah, well, and, and I was wondering why, because it's not like I don't have shame or or whatever, right? Yeah. I think some of it is, 
I've never tried to conceive or yeah. been with somebody that like we were actively thinking about childbirth. Yeah. So like it's not something I've literally spent like almost any time thinking about in my life or mm-hmm. that I have any like self-esteem wrapped up in. Yeah. Like if, if this came back negative, I, I wouldn't be that bummed. It'd be like, oh, okay, like I guess I need to take the vitamins or, you, you, you know, or whatever. You wouldn't be worried that... You wouldn't, you're, you don't feel like your masculinity would be in question or... No, I mean, especially because, like, childbirth is not, or, you know, reproduction is not something I'm thinking about probably for the next couple years of my life. I guess besides the Spermcast podcast, <laughs> that's all the thought I've given to reproduction in a while, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, it'll be interesting. I've, I've had physicals and STD tests and blood work, but nothing ever Never involving... Mm, interesting. Splooge. <laughs> do you think um do you think this is an awkward subject? You don't seem awkward about it at all. I don't think it's that weird. No. Would it be awkward if if it was like you had five friends testing their blood for cholesterol levels? No. And it, this is just a body fluid. It's the same thing, right? I think yeah. we put a lot of stigma into body fluid or yeah. you know, reproductive fluids yeah. or whatever. Well, I asked six or seven fellas and only two of you said okay. Interesting. Right? Hmm. Huh. Uh, so the people don't re- don't want to talk about it um, in a public fashion. And now, how much do you think that is? A, they fear the results, or B, they fear the process of like going to you and getting a little plastic cup and then jerking off into it. And like, cause, I mean, I think as much as there's stigma with you know genitals and reproduction and stuff like that, there's also stigma to masturbation still, even yeah. in our goofball comedy friends. Yeah. Right, and like. Molly knows I jerked off into a cup. Or is that, you know, maybe, and again, it's not something that bothers me, but yeah. uh, maybe for other people that would. Yeah, but you don't, I mean, guys don't sit around and talk about their fertility, and guys don't talk about, do you guys, do you guys sit around talking about how much cum they have? Yeah. I mean, or in how college, they, yeah, masturbate. In, in college, I had a lot more conversations like that, and that might have been my friend group then, but I think there's a certain, like, when men first kind of reach sexual maturity or first started having sex, they're very preoccupied with, like, the function of sex and, like, how much they come or how much they have sex or how long they have sex or whatever. And then you get to adulthood and it's more about complaining about your girlfriend or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. your lack of sex or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's also interesting, you know, all the talking you've done about freezing your eggs and, and like, you know, your your age-related reproductive decline or whatever, like, has that affected your view of your femininity? No, I, I, no, not my femininity. Mm. Well, I haven't gone and had my fertility tested, Mm. and I should, but, um, but, 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 but. There's not the equivalent for women. There is, I, I, but, um, they kind of test your egg reserve, but they don't tell you how those eggs are. Mm. So they kind of tell you how many eggs you have, sort of. And yours doesn't tell you anything about the quality of your sperm, just the volume and the sperm count. So your sperm could be going in circles or not mm. even moving at all. Is that like motility? Yes. And that one, the Australian fella, he called it forward motility, I believe, right? That's like where they... Yeah, they go straight they're rather driven, than in right? circles. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so well, you're not yeah, so you're not worried, and no. that's cool, and you you're not awkward any, about this, which I, is very cool. Do you think that men shouldn't be as awkward about it? No, right? Well, yeah. I I don't see what what is there to be gained from being awkward about it, right? Yeah, it's like I mean, too, it's a, so much less stigmatized than most of the big topics you talk about on your show, like fertility and and uh, miscarriage and all that kind of stuff. But we could probably move in the direction of not being taboo about any of that shit, yeah. right? Yeah. Now a little bit about Zach before I leave him to his business. He's also in great shape, he exercises regularly and eats well. He is a casual drinker and marijuana smoker, so maybe about once a week. The one thing about Zach that's different is that he wears tidy whiteies and has been for about 10 years. Well, we'll see. I don't take any multivitamins because I'd like to think I can get all my nutrients Naturally. via food, but maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe there's a big hole in my... Uh, nutrient profile where the the good jizz vitamins would be <laughs> yep yeah. okay yeah well if, if if your numbers are low we'll, we'll think of some other things okay that we could do to and so um so the things i need to bring back are this right yeah this stuff you don't need save your cup in case you need to do it again later oh okay or i can you can wash it out and, and give it to me and i'll write your name on the bag <laughs> Is that weird? Not weird. Okay. 
That worked for me. I mean, I've wiped somebody's butt before, so. Yeah. I don't care about bodily <laughs> fluids, that, really. Was that a request, or is that because they needed you to? They needed help. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not squeamish about this stuff. No, me neither. Okay, yeah. All right. And I left him. An hour and a half later, a knock on my door. What's that face? Here's your stuff. <laughs> You're already recording. <laughs> I can't tell what your face is. Um, I was surprised. In a bad way or yeah, a good way? I was under 15. You are. The low threshold. What the fuck? Like only, only halfway to 15 even. Okay, what the fuck? Well, and now my mind immediately raced to like, did I screw up the test? And there's still... I thought I was following all the directions, but I still might have screwed up. I'd be interested to talk to your other guest, assuming they ever want to talk about it, in that their experience of doing the test. So I followed everything, letter the law, my volume was great, damn near the top of the yeah. cylinder on, <laughs> or on the, the lines on, on the volume. Uh -huh. And then, you know, I wait the allotted time, I do all the swirling, I do the pipette, and I will say, the pipette was, <laughs> this is graphic and gross, I'm it's sorry. It's fine. But, um... There was some almost like... I'll spare you the graphic details. Gosh, I... Uh, sorry. <laughs> Stuff, and I don't know if that's a sign. In it? No, like when did I pulled... Did you swirl it? Yeah. I did that, and then I piped it. The whole tube was full. Yes, yeah, into okay. the first bubble. And then I put it in there. And again, I thought I filled it plenty, even like, seemed like maybe even a little bit went over the edge or something like that. And you put the sticker on top? Put the sticker on top, ran it, it ran till it stopped. And I had the tiniest white line. Very disappointing. I don't know, I, like my mind immediately started racing. What if I'm... Are you freaking out now? No, and again, it's not something that was a priority in my life, but it is. I know. You want to be good at everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's strange. Well, the other person was between, like, 15 and 25. Mm. It was, like, sort of, like, a hard to read, kind of, because it trailed off. Oh, interesting. Yours mine was, like, mine was like a hard line. No way. It was very short, and I don't know if it's supposed to look like that or not. Because there was, you know, the things in the book about, like, what if you got an air pocket, or what if yeah. there was a clog? It didn't look... Like their descriptions of either of those things. Mm -hmm. So maybe just it's the hard truth. Or well, maybe not. Maybe, yeah. Is this something you want to include in this podcast or not? Because um, I can still be anonymous. <laughs> yeah, if, so if it, you would just like kind of transcribe and recreate. I, I mean, I'm fine. No, I would just talk about it. I wouldn't make a big deal of it either way. Um, I'm actually, I'm not... Uh, I mean, I'm proud of my volume. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. I mean, I would, I like immediately Googled like what to eat, uh, you know, and it's kind of the stuff you, it's like oysters and dark chocolate and walnuts and, oh. you know, that kind of show. Here's what Greg Summers from Track Fertility had to say about it. So sperm count is actually pretty unique where it's a health parameter that you can impact pretty dramatically through health and lifestyle interventions. The rule of thumb is what's good for the heart is going to be good for the sperm. Mm. You know, men's physiology is really not all that complicated. You know, as you improve your overall fitness and your heart's pumping better and you're making more testosterone, you make you make more sperm. The testicles, you know, if you want to get into it, have really oh, two let's jobs. let's get into it. I love it. <laughs> The, the testicles really have two jobs, right? So they make testosterone and they make sperm and they need testosterone to make sperm. They're packed full of testosterone and that's important for their ability to, to rapidly generate sperm cells. Um, so if you can you know, positively impact your natural testosterone, your, your body's going to typically see a, an increase in your sperm count as well. So we tend to focus on, well, what are these health and lifestyle things that that can make an impact, you know, losing weight. If you're overweight, weight's a big one. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need a good reason or motivator to lose a few pounds, this is kind of a good one because you're going to see an impact in your reproductive health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, excessive drinking and smoking, th those are known to cause a 
sperm count issues. So if you know you have some of these vices, we recommend you cool it off a little bit. And you know, a few months can make a big difference. We're not talking about changing things for a lifetime, although that's you know good too. But if right. uh, if you can focus on this very important time in your life and make some positive impacts, what better time to do it? It's a ninety day cycle, right, to change your sperm? Yeah, it's actually. 72. 72. Cool. Yeah. The spermatogenesis cycle from, from a sperm cell being made until it's ejaculated is about 72 days. Heat's a big one that's kind of specific to fertility and something that a lot of people don't think about maybe as regularly as a general, you know, diet and exercise, but the testicles need to be a few degrees cooler. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're on the outside of the body for a reason for sperm to properly reproduce. They need to be a few degrees cooler than the rest of the body. So staying on the hot tubs, Staying off the mountain bike, uh, keeping the laptop off your lap and all those things, that can have a pretty big, big impact too. There's a product out there that we're big fans of called Snowballs, (laughs) which is uh, uh, some pretty slick underwear with ice packs in them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, they're really cool. Basically, the idea is cooling your Netherlands for (laughs) half hour, an hour a day uh, can really help you know, impact that, that sperm production. Are boxers better than (laughs) tidy whities or boxer briefs? That's an interesting one. There was actually a a story, a study that came out saying that they think that they are actually better. We've kind of always said probably doesn't make a big difference. And the urologist we work with kind of just advise that guys wear what's ever comfortable. And then couple months ago, there was another study coming out showing that, well, men that wear boxers are having a little higher sperm production than men who wear briefs. So, There might be something there. It's probably not a huge impact and whatever you're comfortable with, I would say just go with. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's interesting. Yeah. What do you think? I think it'd be interesting to see what happens in three months. What does it say about being under 15? Well, they, you know, they have... And does it say that you can change it? Yeah. Or they say even, like, try again in two to seven days, you know, to, you know... You want to do that so you don't just spend three months anxious? (laughs) Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep the the thing. Oh, yeah? You don't have any other suitors lined up? No. (laughs) It is very strange to jerk off into a little cup. (laughs) What was your number on the volume? Um, I was uh, right under five. What a pro. What? Is there a part of you that if you get some kind of testing, are worried that the results might be negative? On me? Bad? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know they will be. I'm... But there's still a range, right, in your yeah, mind? And I there's guess. a top range and a bottom range. and if Sure, I don't know what the numbers are because I haven't looked in a long time. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'm nervous about that. Okay, okay. I'm gonna get my fertility tested. I called this morning and the woman that sets the schedule is gonna call me back tomorrow. But just so you guys know, I've been told there's not really a point in me having my fertility tested at this age. Because the numbers are gonna be low. It's just a fact. And the hormone tests only tell you your egg reserve. They don't tell you anything about the egg quality. Which, also at my age, is... Not the best, but I'm going to do the tests and have the full $300 consult for the sake of the podcast for you, the listeners, so you can hear what it's like, you know, at 40. So, you know, Patreon, maybe contribute if you haven't already. Pay for this quality content that I'm gathering for you. Pay for me to have my blood drawn and for the doctor to shove a wand up my hoo-ha. I'll take some video of the ultrasound and post it on the Patreon page just for you. All right. All right. Okay, take it with you. Take it with me? Okay. Should I do should I do it again in the two to seven days? If you can wait wait till you know. 
Based on my love life right now, it's pretty easy. So I send Zach on his way, crossing my fingers that in two to seven days we'd both find out that he royally fucked up his first test and that his sperm count was actually through the roof. But we'd have to wait. Cut to a couple days later, I'm at an audition for Whole Foods, and who do I run into but Amanda Lund? Yeah, yeah. I just ran into Amanda at an audition. Yeah, we're here auditioning for a Whole Foods commercial for a fit woman. Fit woman. <laughs> I'm not dressed in fit clothes, though. Well, neither am I. I, I, brought, I put a um, crop top in my purse, and Amanda says, no, girl. Yeah, Molly <laughs> said she didn't get the know that she was supposed to look fit, and she wanted to put on a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did put it on, I could wrap the other thing around my waist. I, I think you look more upscale how you are. Oh, upscale, yeah. Yeah, it's Whole Foods. It's, it's Whole Foods, okay? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. not wandering around the nature market. not Albertsons. <laughs> You're not going to meet some guy who's going to you're going to make out with in a hammock. Hey. That's true. Most of the men at Whole Foods I think are married oh, or divorced. Mm. Divorced. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so we're sitting here and we were talking about um Zach. Yeah, yeah, Molly <laughs> shared the news <laughs> with everyone here at 200 South. <laughs> and then I was also sent an article that said um I think it's called like sperm count zero, and it said that male fertility has dropped 50% in the last 40 years. And is that globally, or is that just uh, in America? Australia, UK, and US. That's incredible. And that we're on the track for extinction. Did you guys hear all of that? I know it was hard because of the whispering. Let me just reiterate. Since 1973, male fertility has dropped 50%. That's crazy. I don't have time to read this whole article to you even though I really really want to so just look it up. Sperm count zero GQ. It's also been reported in the New York Times last summer and um yeah it's been a quiet trend that nobody has been fucking talking about. It basically says that we are on track for extinction. Yeah that's right. The decline isn't leveling off. It's accelerating. Soon no more naturally conceived babies then potentially no babies at all. All this time I have been like um, worried about having kids because of the impact on the world, but do you yeah, think- Yeah, maybe we, do. we don't need to worry about overpopulation yeah. anymore. I know, I wonder, but I wonder is this kind of nature's way of um, balancing out all the man-made climate change Ugh. by saying like, okay, well, that we're gonna make less of you? Yeah, I don't think nature's really thinking about it <laughs> too much. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, maybe you know what? Mother Nature is pretty great. Yeah. But um, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. Um, I I don't really remember. How often do I say that? (laughs) Do you edit it out? Yes, every time. (laughs) So people don't understand all the work I do behind the scenes to remind Molly of what she was gonna say. That's my main my main function. Yeah, that's why she gets the big bucks. Um, um, yeah, but I think that's really oh, fascinating. What, and then the, the, the fucking the blame that has been on women all these years. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I know we've talked about it before, but like, dude. Well, have you seen Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. I mean, this is how it all starts. Because I know, this is my fear. I, this is a great fear. It should be. But yeah, and in The Handmaid's Tale, they blame it, um, infertility on women. And, but a lot of times it's those generals who have mm. bad The generals' sperm. genitals. <laughs> <laughs> That's your romance novel. <laughs> the General's Genitals. <laughs> your post-apocalyptic romance novel. Did I tell you about the taint? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. That's incredible. Would you like to hear the tale of the taint? One of the most significant markers of an organism's sex is the anogenital distance. That is the distance between the anus and the genitals. Male AGD is typically twice the length of female. I had no idea. A much more dramatic difference than height or weight or musculature. But what does that have to do with fertility? Well, testosterone is dropping as well as sperm count. In fact, sperm count's probably dropping because testosterone is dropping. What else happens when you have lower testosterone? A child is born with a shorter AGD. That means in utero, mom is exposed to testosterone. Wait, I'm getting this wrong. Let me read it to you. Hold on. Okay. All right, all right, all right. 
Okay. Lower testosterone leads to a shorter AGD, and a measurement lower than the median correlates to a man being seven times as likely to be subfertile and gives him a greater likelihood of having undescended testicles, testicular tumors, and a smaller penis. What you're seeing in a number of systems, other developmental systems, is that the sex differences are shrinking. Interesting. Men are becoming less male, it says. I don't know. This is a GQ article, so I mean, it's kind of, mm, I don't know. But anyway, what is causing this disruption? Well, that's where it gets interesting. They actually know what's causing this disruption. Chemicals. Guys, plastic. I hate plastic. In short, humans started ingesting a whole host of compounds that affected our hormones, including, most critically, estrogen and testosterone. So basically, chemicals, plastics, all of that shit went up, sperm count started going down. When a chemical affects your hormones, it's called an endocrine disruptor. And it turns out that many of the compounds used to make plastic soft and flexible or harder, like phthalates and BPA, are consummate endocrine disruptors. Phthalates and BPA, for example, mimic estrogen in the bloodstream. If you're a man with a lot of phthalates in your system, you'll produce less testosterone and fewer sperm. If exposed to phthalates in utero, a male fetus's reproductive system itself will be altered. He will develop to be less male. Women with raised levels of phthalates in their urine during pregnancy were significantly more likely to have sons with shorter anogenital distance as well as a shorter penis length and smaller testes. When the fetus's testicles start making testosterone, which is about eight weeks into pregnancy, they make a little less. So phthalates decrease testosterone, the testicles then do not produce proper testosterone, and the anogenital distance is shorter. Yeah. I gotta get out my measurement <laughs> tape. Okay, okay Molly, you gotta, gotta concentrate. Go oh my God. I gotta go learn my lines. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, I went to the audition. I totally killed it. Totally booked that commercial. I mean, I didn't book it, really. I didn't even get a call back or anything. But, like, I definitely did a great job. Probably shouldn't have made a joke about weed, but it was so funny, I just had to. Anyway, left the audition, and then I got a text from Zach. It was a photo of the prop, the propeller, with his test results on it. And guess what they said? Um, so I took pictures. I don't know. If... Yeah, I want pictures. It'll be great for my pop, my um, thingy dingy. Can I use your voice? Are you okay with this? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's the old one. Zach just showed me a picture of his semen. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting him to show me the picture of the prop that he had sent me earlier. It's in a cup. It's very medical. That was the first time. Oh, wow. Your second one's way bigger, huh? Well, that one's right at the four. That That one's also... I'm pretty consistent volume-wise. Wow. And I bet I'm consistent sperm quality-wise. I think I goofed on the first test. That's right, you guys. Zach goofed. His numbers were more like 25 or 30. Congrats, Zach! And congrats to me in case I want to use your sperm. See, How do you what, think, I did what wrong. did you do wrong? Well, or I don't know. So Here, let's sit down. Okay. Because also, it's funny because there's a, a, an Airbnb guest, but it's fun. Just a guy showed up. Started talking about semen. Yeah. So... How, how much graphic detail do you want me to use? I love it, but I don't know if my audience wants to hear <laughs> well, it. You can edit it all out. I mean, I'm not going to talk about like the masturbation part of it. Oh, God! Is... What were you thinking about? Uh, did you watch porn? This is too silly. <laughs> uh, you know, well, oh, for full disclosure, yes, I did. Okay. And and I I wasn't thinking about this process mm-hmm. up until the second I grabbed oh, the cup. Oh no! <laughs> I think it was still too viscous because it was like this is very graphic. You might want to cut this out, but like I think I mentioned this to you before. Yeah, this is the same part I cut out before, guys. It's gross. <laughs> And then because of that, I don't think it filled the little spinner guy quite right in hindsight. Oh, yeah. So the the process is you put your stuff in the cup, you look for a level, you wait 30 minutes at least, between 30 minutes and two hours. I talked to Greg about it, and he said that over time, semen becomes less viscous, allowing the sperm to be released from the semen inside the female body. Yeah, semen actually naturally liquefies over time. Like there's enzymes that are naturally in the semen to break it down. Uh It's very thick and viscous it can cause an inaccuracy with the test and i think that's what he had a problem with his first test it was too viscous and he said it looked like uh mozzarella is what he said sorry 
when he put it in the pipette. <laughs> I've heard much worse. Again, an evolution thing where semen comes out is pretty viscous, and that's important to get the sperm into the body. But then it's also important that it breaks down to release the sperm so that they can swim. You know, yeah. ultimately the sperm have to swim pretty far, and if yeah. the if the semen remains viscous, they can't go that far. So it helps. It helps the whole process of conception to to start off at a viscosity and then break down to yeah. let the sperm do what they need to do. Very yeah. cool. Cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like this business. I think so. <laughs> yeah, there could have been bubbles in yeah, there, too. Yeah, I think there were bubbles, and it didn't seem to, like, because like, it goes in there and really, like... Spreads out. Whereas this time, it was like, oh... This is probably how it's supposed to be. It, it kind of went into the mechanism much easier, filled it up, oh. ran the thing. And your volume was what, like five? Uh, or four. I think it was four. Which do you think that? Five is do you think that like, if your volume is like real low, like one, but your sperm count is fifty-five, it's the same as having a volume of five and a sperm count of fifteen. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like a sniper rifle versus a machine gun, right? Right. <laughs> but a machine gun shooting blanks. That's not bad. I'll remember that one. Yeah. That's Greg Summers laughing at Zach's joke. Yeah, you know, semen volume is actually, a, it's an important parameter. And, you know, if you really what you care about is how many sperm you have in your system totally, right? So you do, you do that math and you multiply your sperm concentration times your semen volume. You can come up with a number of, oh, here's how many millions of sperm cells I have in my in my ejaculate, which is <laughs> more important than the, the concentration right, itself. Right, Yeah. So it's true that if your volume is high and your, your count is on the lower end but not too low, that does help. Yeah, yeah, it does help. I mean, you know, you're, if you have a higher volume, you're kind of diluting your sperm a little bit, right? So your concentration is going to be a little lower than it would be if your volume were But were you lower. still have the same amount of millions of sperm in somebody's uh, <laughs> system, yeah, 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 and that, at the end of the ready day, ready to go. I mean, assuming they have their motility and morphology and capacitation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, were you very relieved? Yeah, I mean, even though you don't care, isn't it funny how when you didn't know? That's my hubris. When when I initially got this kit from you, I'm like, yeah, this seems fine. I I don't care. My self esteem is not wrapped up in my sperm count or whatever. Right. And then, of course, you get bad news and you can't help but be like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Negatively affected. So it's just nice. And again, only because like, oh, man, you like to think that you're like living a relatively healthy right. life and like kind of making good choices. But then am I not? Right. You know? Right. And um, so do you want to do it again in three months and, and change anything or do you want to just chill? I, if 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 I had failed like two in a row, I definitely would have done that. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, I'm in a healthy range, you know. Yeah. And and I have a good diet. Like I don't think there's yeah. anything like missing. Like ah, oh, I finally got to eat vegetables or whatever. You know. No, no. Honestly, I, like uh, that's why I was so surprised. If I was like dead set though, like if you were like Zach, you're the one. Thirty <laughs> days from now or whatever. Ninety, I, right? Or. Or, yeah, or whatever. If you, if you gave me a date to, like, hey, I want to, you know, whatever. You would take I would, your vitamins? I would, I would do vitamins. I would change underwear. <laughs> <laughs> From this pair I've been wearing for years. <laughs> now, and I would probably, like, no alcohol. I don't drink a lot, but I do have a few but drinks meat, a week. And then, and yeah, and marijuana. I mean, I would honestly, cut out I those think, two. I think... Yeah. I would, honestly, if there was somebody I was competing against, it would be fun to... Well... If the other guy was like, I'm going to try to get up to 55, I'd be like, deal. Well, I'm going to ask on. him then. Okay. I asked him. No interest. It's all very interesting. I, I will say, like, yeah, I, I felt more sympathy. Again, never having to... Obviously, I already had lots of sympathy for you, but never having to reckon with my own fertility in a mm. very direct way before. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I've just always kind of assumed, like, well, if I want to have kids, I'll be able to have kids, but yeah, it's not something I've had to put active thought into. Yeah, I was really surprised when you had that sad face on when I opened the door. I was like, oh, what does that face mean? Yeah, I think it might have even been as simple as, like, you know, there's a tiny little hole on the, the spinner guy, mm -hmm. and, like, the instructions, which I didn't see this the first time, but I saw it the second time... They say to put it, like the pipette, all the way 
I might have been kind of like... Ginger? Gingerly about? I, I may not have stuck it deep enough into the little hole. Oh hey my yo. gosh. Hey oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't get all the way in. Um, but <laughs> Do they have like a customer service They do. Oh, yeah, and I, I brought the thing back. Customer support phone number. We have an email address that um, I think it's just support at trackfertility.com that um, we can use. Yeah, we have FAQs on the website, but don't don't hesitate to reach out. You know, actually our, our customer support line is really quiet. Which mm. for for a startup company is kind of nice, like because yeah. you know you don't want people ringing the phone all the time with you know issues running the test or using the product. So people are using it, but it's also people are afraid you know, to talk about it. We're in, it's still it's such a taboo, tough, private subject that you know it's part of why the product exists. That guys just want to they don't want to talk about it. They just want to do this at home on their you know the product shows up in a plain brown box on your doorstep and you can run it and you don't have to tell anybody about yeah. it. Um, but, you know, guys have questions and especially about reproductive health. You know, I think most people just have a hard time even with the fundamentals. So we encourage everyone, you know, if you have anything, just he don't hesitate to reach out because uh, we want to do everything we can to help you with whatever your, your goals are. Yeah. 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 That's good. I, yeah, I think it's a shame that men and women don't really talk about this stuff and, yeah, it's very shameful for men. I think that also a lot is tied up with masturbation, obviously. And there's some guys don't really talk about that too much. No, yeah, um, they don't. There, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it plays actually it plays a big role. Like you know, I think your level of comfort with that subject is important when it does come time for for baby making. That it's kind of too bad that this is remaining such a hush hush issue but I, I think the work that you're doing the the, the podcast is phenomenal and oh you know, thanks total kudos on what you're doing to put it out there because you're helping a lot of people that are listening because they're going through the same thing thank you thanks and i think the same about your company as well destigmatizing this whole subject is important <laughs> if if we all want to make babies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. So and also taking the blame off women for this fertility issue you know, like you said earlier, it was fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, makes it's sense. Yeah, <laughs> women have borne the brunt of this for forever. Part of the frustrations we hear from our customers is men are still just kept out of the conversation. Mm, you know, even when too. you know fertility clinics tend to be led by OBGYNs and trained reproductive endocrinologists who specialize in women's health and not men's health. And so they're treating women. And, mm. you know, when, when men are the ones with the issue, that's a big problem. You know, like. That's absolutely true. Men will tell us, like, well, the fertility clinic called with the results of my semen analysis and they talked to my wife. Like, hey, your husband has a low sperm count. Like, what other area of medicine does that happen? Where, you know, why aren't you talking to me about this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's true yeah. against the for the whole course of the conception process. I mean, early on, women are doing all these things already. They're tracking their ovulation and using the apps and and, you know, those things are great, but they're they're not going to do anything if he doesn't have any sperm. So, you know, we like to say this is a it's not a his or hers problem. It's a his and hers pursuit and treat this like a team project. That yeah, not only is going to help you improve your chances, but, you know, I think it's going to strengthen relationships too of you're you're taking this on because you're trying to start your family together not just she's trying to start your family like, i love that yeah such a good point again kudos on what you're doing uh, we hope we certainly hope it's hugely successful <laughs> and i yeah i've listened to them all and i'm a big fan so oh, anything, cool. anything we can do to help you is um you know don't hesitate to reach out craig thank you so much that's awesome any any chance anybody's bought one yet oh i don't know i'll check yeah i uh i hope people do i really do let's say yes let's again say yes. listeners it's spermcast <laughs> 2018 at checkout 15 percent right. off your home fertility home male fertility test uh, thanks greg glad luck. i was able thanks. to reach you okay bye bye okay bye thanks whatever look at my fruit yeah that's a great spread Thanks. What Delicious do I got mangoes, there? Mangoes, oranges, pears, peaches, banana, a, a single lime. And? And grapes. Yeah. You've got a great spread. Perfect home for a baby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should I make a smoothie? 
And I did make Zach a smoothie, you guys, and it was so good. But not as good as the smoothie I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Mm, mm, mm. Big thank you to Zach and Anonymous Bob for sharing all the intimate details about their intimate details. So that was very, very cool, you guys, and I'm so lucky to have you dudes as friends. Greg Summers, thank you so much for jumping on the phone with me at such short notice and for all the cool info. Listeners, to hear the full version of Greg's interview, I'll be posting it on my Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, thank you to my new Patreon subscribers, Rebecca Steingut, Renee Colvert, and Sarah Samuel. You guys are dope, and you brought me over the 250 mark. You know what that means? That means I'm going to have to make a new exclusive podcast episode just for you once a month. Holy shit. What have I gotten myself into? A quick note about Patreon. I have been honestly a little bit behind on posting some of the things that I keep telling you I'm going to post, but I promise this week I have some time and I'm going to post all the videos that I've ever mentioned that I'm going to post. I swear. Sorry I got behind. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber and have access to all kinds of extra content, and to support this independent podcast and to fund exciting visits to the fertility clinic, please join the group for just a buck or two a month or 20, whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Spermcast. Email me any thoughts, dreams, questions, answers at spermcast at gmail.com or leave a message at 323-741-1818. If you've sent me an email and you haven't heard back from me, don't take it personally. I'm just slow, but I will get to it. And I swear I read it and it meant a lot to me, so thank you so much. Here's your assignment for the week. You have four options. One, review Spermcast on iTunes if you haven't already. And if you have, then two, take a screen capture of the screen while you're listening and post it to your Instagram or Twitter and tag Spermcast. Another option, three, text two of your friends a link to the podcast telling them that you love it. And number four, stop eating plastic. Okay, sounds fun to me, everybody. Have a great week. Happy masturbating. Sorry, sorry, mom. Bye. Be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black, white, tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.